powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Sorry, guys. Uh, sorry. Just came in from the, uh, whew, from the snow. You know, because it, it snowed here for in the first time. I'm just, uh, sorry. I'm just gonna get my jacket off real quick. Just, just real, just, just real quick. Just take the jacket off. You know, gotta do that because like can't have the swishy whole time. Okay. All right. Okay, that's better. All right, now, uh, y'all ready for Game Over in Vancouver? Uh, I thought that was funny. Anyway, welcome to Game Over Vancouver. My name is Kaya May, and the Vancouver Canucks just lost 5-1 to the Washington Capitals. Uh, just before we start uh, diving into what happened tonight, quick word from our sponsors. Think you know what's way it's gonna go? Make your bets with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right. Do I want to talk about something? I feel like I probably should address it. Yeah, I have an Ovechkin jersey. I thought it would be funny to wear. Common Canucks L. Ain't that right? Okay, it's Kai May. You know, did you- I was hosting. Did you think we were gonna actually win? Sorry, that's a joke. The four-game wins- oh- the four-game win streak is spoiled by the Washington Capitals, um, who, fun fact, have gone, uh, have lost six straight on the road so far. Um, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, so, Ducks, their home record goes to 3-5-1. and one. Not a great night for them. Not a great night. And it starts in the first with Alex Ovechkin just kind of taking over, as he does. Uh, yeah, two goals and then kept looking for the hat trick the rest of the night. Um, it's certainly always an interesting spectacle when the Capitals play, because they're just so, uh, how do I put this in a good way? Um, old, but they still can play. Like, that's a weird thing. Like, they can play. They can play. Um, yeah. <laughs> Big thing tonight. Of course, Alexander Ovechkin scored uh, two goals against the Canucks, like I said, which means he is now uh, the leader of goals on it during away games, it just across the NHL. Just overall, that's it. Um, yeah, like that's like he beat Gretzky. Like the first goal tied it at 4:02. The next goal made it 4:03, and now he's the all-time leader and probably will not be tied for a very long time. So that's quite interesting. It's quite fun. Um, just not against us. I know Bruce Boudreaux said today, um, Ovi didn't skip a beat. Okay, Olden, so I mean like the rest of the team. I don't mean Ovechkin. His hair might be gray, but that man, that man is probably 
in way better shape than I am, and I'm, like, 20 years younger than him. Um, <laughs> I think my math's wrong. It's, it's, it's less than 20, but it's close to 20. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bruce Boudreau, you know, Ovechkin's former head coach, said that he hopes that Ovechkin beats the record against Seattle. I think that kind of jinxed him. Um, because, <laughs> you know, hockey, we're, we're, uh, superstitious. 90 fewer games as well. Yes, I saw that. That was quite interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> in my notes, I said, how is he on Hattie Watch? We are 12 minutes in to the game. That was it. 12 minutes into the game. Um, yeah, pretty much on the first goal, Hughes doesn't see Ovechkin coming, which I'm like, how? It's Ovechkin. I feel like you could tell when Alexander Ovechkin is next to you because he just has this presence on the ice of just straight up terror and I'm going to score on you. I can't do a Russian accent. I, I'm sorry. But yeah, apparently during the TV timeout, he pointed at Spencer Martin and said, um, that's one. <laughs> uh, so that's quite interesting. Um, Ovechkin is certainly, he's certainly an interesting guy. He's a very interesting guy. Um, Hoaglander gets his second of the season, his first goal in eight games, and I believe it's his first after promotion to the top line with Horvat and Miller. Uh, yeah, Miller picks it up Carlson, passes it to Hogs, who just kind of, like, swept behind the net, and, like, no one saw him, because he's tiny. Um, Miller, JT Miller has a nine-game point streak. That's certainly interesting, considering I think that's the longest now, because, uh... Busters ended the other night, I believe, in San Jose, but I'm not sure. Um, and then Mantha scores 3-1. Basically, the Canucks only looked like they were alive between the 3-1 goal late, like, in the third, in the first, and then the 4-1 goal late in the second. They weren't even alive for, like, an entire period. So, that's not, like, great if they want to be, um, a good team. Uh, yeah. Hathaway and Lazar tried to fight each other, apparently. The Canucks really showed some, uh, chances. <laughs> a few, but they just weren't there. It just wasn't the game tonight. Kemper had them beat. Kemper's huge. Kemper is, is giant. Kemper is, like, he's massive. He is a massive, massive man. And we have another massive goalie. Demko, I believe, is taller is taller than Martin. But then again, they put Martin in. Um, yeah, which I'm gonna get get into a bit later. Um, yeah. Canucks did show a bit more attack at the beginning of the second, but ultimately after, you know, the 4-1 goal kind of just that kind of just died. I feel like it died before then, too. Uh specifically when the caps were attacking, uh and then um Martin dropped the stick. That was when I noticed, hey, the Canucks aren't alive anymore. That's not a great thing to do. Um, Connor Garland did not have a good game tonight. He's been demoted to the third line um, since Hulklander was put up on the first. Um, he plays with Dries and Besser. Even though they did, um, they were experimenting starting in the second of uh, switching the lines around. So the only line that really stayed together was Miller- Horvat and Hogs, but I'm not 100% sure about that. That's what I noticed at the beginning of the third. But yeah, they had 
Petey, Kuzmenko, and Besser at one point. Um, they were, they jumbled up their kind of power line that they've been hyping up over the last few days because they're like, there, I have the statistic. They have the most goals per minute, I believe, in the NHL. Not 100% sure what the title is of the statistic, but, um, yeah, they have a lot of goals. <laughs> that team is very, uh, very, that, that line is very good for this team. Even though it's our second line, it's a fast, speedy, uh, it's the fast, speedy, PD line. You can call it that. Um, or I think I called it the Millennium line on or something on Twitter because they're all 90s kids. Uh, yeah. They're, like, above the reigning, the line in Florida, you know, the reigning President's Trophy team. Um, <laughs> they're beating them for scoring. That line is. So... Pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and then Carlson scores because, you know, that makes sense to have a defenseman in the slot. Um, I saw an interesting screenshot. I'm not sure if I could pull it up, but I do have this, I, I, I have the safer reference where it's uh, just before the Carlson goal. Everyone's watching the puck. Obviously, that's what you're supposed to do. It's a hockey. You're supposed to watch the puck. Um, yet, like, only one of them's on a guy. Like, Ekman Larson is the only one who's on his guy. Bear is supposed to be checking Carlson, apparently, who's behind him. And then they have the three forwards just kind of in the center, staring at... Oh, I'm not sure who had the puck there. It's either Dowd or Hathaway. I'm not sure. It's not very clear on the screen. But, yeah. They're, like, watching... They're watching one guy. There's three guys around one guy. And they've mentioned a few times how the Canucks kind of distract with Petey and, like, a lot of... Uh, a lot... Pedersen. <laughs> um, a lot of teams will kind of... Especially on the power play, they distract themselves by diverting their attention, diverting multiple players' attentions over to Elias Pedersen, who will, like, fake a shot and then pass. Because they're like, oh, shoot, there's the shot. Uh, kind of like how... It's, teams do that with Ovechkin, even though teams still love to, um, leave just Ovechkin just at his office, which, were his goals? I know the second goal was, like, a little in front of it. I'm not, I don't 100% remember where the first goal was from, but, yeah. Yeah, there's three guys on one guy, and it's not Alex Ovechkin, so I don't understand why you're worried that much, and it was, like, five on five, too. Yeah, five on five. So I'm like, just, just, just don't do that. Like, I understand you're watching the puck, but you can watch it without being, like, two feet away from it. Uh, speaking of very close calls, uh, Vetchkin almost got a hat trick with that empty net. Uh, I screamed <laughs> when it didn't go in. Because I'm like, that would have been cool, you know. He beats the record and gets a hat trick, but then he didn't. But, yeah. Panthers, they outscore their problems, which the Canucks, um... I guess score into their problems because they've blown a lot of leads this year. Uh, <laughs> that's basically what they've done. Uh, the Panthers lost tonight, though, so. Yeah. Um, then, you know, the third happens. There's There weren't a lot of penalties. There weren't a lot of penalties in a, uh, in a lot of... In, in this game. Considering I thought that there would be more, um, 
just, you know, how, like, the Canucks have turned a corner about being rough now, and so Washington's kind of tough, too. I just thought there would be more penalties. There were four total the entire game. One on Washington, one on us, and three on Washington. Um, which, you know, like, go us. We get, we get more power plays. Um, I've noticed this is a kind of a trend. It's either they call a lot or they call a little. Like, there's no, there's no middle ground. Of course there's no middle ground. It's the NHL refing. There's no, like, thing that makes sense in there. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Connor Garland, like I said, didn't have a great game. He is down to the fourth line. Hasn't produced as much this year. I remember in the first quarter of last year. How did I delete that line? Okay. Uh, the first quarter of last year, he was like one of our shining stars. Kind of. But we didn't have a lot of, uh, we didn't have a lot to go for us. Like, at this date a year ago, we still had Travis Green. <laughs> This day a year ago, we still had Jim Benning. There was still not that hope. Now we had we had the hope, but now it's gone. But Connor Garland was like, you know, decent. We like this guy. He had he was one of the guys putting up points when a lot not a lot of people were. And now he's on our fourth line. It's just like, oh, okay, how does that make sense? We're paying this guy how much? Uh, and he just hasn't produced yet. Maybe it's like you know, New Year, trying to get trying to find your place in the lineup. I get it, but yeah. Um, the shots were tied. Usually, like, a lot of the time during... Which I found quite interesting, because I, I feel like the Canucks didn't have as many chances as the Capitals did. Um, certainly didn't have any have that many goals, but, like, the shots were tied multiple times throughout the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do we truly have a controversy is what I kind of thought of, because... Like, I, I get it. Martin is starting. He's starting a lot of games because he's been, he has the better record so far this season. He still has the better record so far this season. But it was, it was, it, 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 it was, it, we had one player on hat trick watch, and I get it. Not always him. Not always him. We have not the greatest defense. Like, on the Carlson goal, he just goes right past Bear, because Bear is looking the other way. I like Bear for puck moving, kind of questioning some of his defensive plays. Other times, he is pretty good. Um, yeah, the power play, the third power play, probably tonight kind of made me mad. It made me a little mad, because they're kind of, they're just not shooting. I understand, like, you gotta get your, your lanes, you gotta you know, shoot when you have a chance, right? To sh a chance to score. That's kind of, like, the point of shooting. But, like, you still... You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's a Wayne Gretzky quote. Not the, not the first time we've mentioned this. Um, maybe if you shot more, you'd actually hit some of the chances because you're not overthinking. I feel like it's more of a thing that they're overthinking the power play. And I understand the power play is doing well, but there's games like these where it's just like, okay, you're down by, like, the third power play where it was four on four and then it started. They still had quite good control in the offensive zone, but they just weren't shooting. They weren't doing it. They're... Yeah, and then Kuzmenko drams the rebound wide. Ah. There was quite a significant lack of forechecking when the Canucks forgot to be awake for the game. I know last year there was a whole debate over the Canucks aren't awake 
for this. The Canucks aren't awake right now. For they don't wake up until. It's actually a Michael Scott quote. Of course, of course it is. Um, yeah, the Canucks. They're kind of going quantity. Sometimes they go quantity over quality, and sometimes they try to go quality, but they're still not good quality. So I'm just like, why are they doing this to me? Um, <laughs> yeah, forechecking was certainly not great, especially when the Canucks just did not... I don't know what happened, because Washington, I get it. They had two days to rest where Vancouver only had one, and they had they had to travel from San Jose. But I'm like, still, still the same... Still the same time zone. Um, who's leaving on the trade deadline? I'll get into that later. Uh, yeah. Elias Pettersson, eye roll. Um, he's such a Scorpio. I just want to put that out there. Uh, the goalie pulled. I feel like they did that a little prematurely. Um, like, I don't think that works for Carolina. That does not work for us. That does not work. Like, we do not have the defensive capabilities. Like, did you see Myers trying to shoot the puck uh, into an empty lane and then immediately cause a turnover? That's not how the empty net goal happened, but, like, it almost did. It could've. It could've. But, yeah, that was certainly, certainly an interesting choice to pull in that early. Plus, he had to go back in with four minutes left anyway, and there were still a ton of Capitals chances. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was not a good night for the Canucks. I don't know why they're so tired. Like, the Capitals, I get it. They're hungry for a win. They've lost six on the road. Um, they're trying. They're, they're trying. They're trying. And the Capitals, they're a wild card playoff team in the East, which, you know, is a pretty good team, considering the East is much more difficult than the West, apparently. But... <laughs> The Canucks, they have similar records, I believe, tonight, actually. Um, whereas, they still got showed out by a team that, you know, can still be considered a playoff team. Yes, they lost in four games. But not four games, six games last year. But they still held Florida to, like, one power play goal, I think? It was some insane number. I don't 100% remember the number right now. But it was insane. That's why I think that's what I, that's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you're not gonna like, Pedersen was on ice for all the 5-on-5 five five goals against. So, yay. That's not a great thing, considering there people are, over the last three games, you know, when the Canucks won, um, they were hyping him up for the Selkie. Or, yeah, it's a Selkie. It's been a long day. I had to write a research paper. <laughs> um, yeah. Or the Patrice, Ber Patrice Bergeron trophy. Um, yeah, they're hyping him up as this defensive- new- as- with this new defensive capability, and I'm like, okay. Ah, uh, he tried. He tried. Um, it's 8-8, Kraken and Kings. That game's still going on? Washington was 27th today? Oof. And we were, like, 22nd. Oh. That's not fun. I know the other day, or the other week, like, Washington was right above the Canucks. I made a joke about it on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That is, uh, not good. 
Um, right. Uh, all right. Um, they started at 10.30 EST. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're kind of offset, which the NHL doesn't do a lot, but whatever. Um, all right. I just want to let you guys know, you are a part of this too. Like, subscribe, comment, talk in our chat, share the show if you would like to, rate and review if you're listening to the podcast version of this. Um, yeah, uh, follow SDPN Sports on Twitter, subscribe down below, check out sdpn.ca, uh, and at RealKayame, that's where you can find me on Twitter. Just a bunch of, just a bunch of, like, random stuff, usually, is what happens. Um, yeah, if you drove, thank you Avery from Game Over Edmonton. Uh, if you drove to get to Rogers Arena tonight, just sleep at the arena to avoid the snow. Which, yeah, I have another note about that. I saw they can't they pan the camera out to show um to show like what's going on uh around the city. You know, they establishing shots. They do that in TV shows too. They do freaking like what's a TV show? I don't watch TV. Friends. I. I, uh, <laughs> um, they establish in shots. They do it in nonfiction. I guess this is nonfiction. They do it in sport. Yes. Establishing shots so you know what arena you're in. Anyway, they show it and in the parking lot, because it's kind of like a barren parking lot area and that's where Cirque du Soleil is, but people also park there for Canucks games. In one of the empty parking lots, one of them was still pretty empty and you can like see like donut marks. So somebody went in there, went and did donuts in the parking lot. Um, I just find that really funny. I saw that on the stream and I laughed and I was like, oh, I know some people that would be doing that. Uh, not that I, not that I promote doing donuts, it's just, I know dumb people. Um, uh, one good positive thing? Before tonight, Luke Shen's a plus nine. Who saw that coming? Uh, yeah, you know, he's definitely been one of the shining lights this season. Which is interesting. I heard something move. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, there was almost a weird goal bounce deflected off of Shen, which gave me a flashback to last season when Washington was here in March. I believe it was March 15th, but do not quote me on that. I do not remember. But I remember it. I remember the game. I don't remember the date, but I remember the game because it was... Uh, Demko was in net, and Brad Hunt was coming back to get the puck, and the puck just weirdly bounced off the glass and went right onto Evgeny Kuznetsov's stick, and he batted it in. I remember it because it was in Dangit's. But, yeah, Martin, he had flashes of, like, you know, good tonight, and other- some goals could be blamed on defense, not him, but I do believe it's an interesting situation. Uh, Bruce Boudreau said something interesting about, you know, how we don't really have a goalie controversy. Uh, what's everyone's thoughts on the goalie situation right now? Because, uh, on- s I, I don't remember if it was 6.50 or it was in between, like, segments of the game, but they did mention how it was, like, a 1A, 1B situation, and Martin was the 1A, and I'm like, okay, well, you're paying your 1B 5 million then? That's certainly interesting, and I understand that's kind of, like, what Florida has to do right now with Bobrovsky, but, man, come on. 
like, I understand he has not had a good start to the season, but, and I understand Martin has shown that he's a more confident goalie at this moment, at this current moment. I'm not saying that Demko is underconfident, I'm saying that Martin has shown he's a more confident goalie. And he has the better record. But, Demko, he didn't, he had flashes of the confidence that he had before, like, last season, when people were talking about him as a dark horse Vesna candidate. Um, I remember that conversation before he got injured, but like, he was our all-star co- uh, consideration last year. Um, I do believe that he can get back to that form. I believe it's just, you know, matter of time. He worked it out. I do think the Sharks game was, it was kind of like the Canada-Croatia game, where Canada just kind of gave up on defense after the first goal. It was kind of like, um, it was, it was like, (laughs) it was like that, in a way that the Canucks were kind of just like, oh, okay, taking the step off the gas. We've won two, we've won two, we don't need a win streak, we do not need a win streak. And then it's just like, okay, but you kind of, you kind of do, though. You kind of, it would be nice. It would certainly be nice, and then, you know, obviously they win in overtime. But... It was kind of like that where you know it, you feel, you feel in your gut, you have a gut feeling that that goal is going to happen against, that goal against is going to happen. You have a gut feeling, you just know. And as somebody who watches the Canucks lose a lot, obviously, um, like, I have that feeling a lot. I understand that feeling. I get that feeling watching other sports now, (laughs) which might be a problem. Um, yeah. That, that might be a problem, but, yeah, that Sharks game, you know, Demko showed that flash of confidence that he had before when he was an all-star. I understand, uh, Japan Force says, you always roll with the hot hand if you want to win. I understand that. That's why they're kind of playing this kind of winner, winning lineup. That's why Stillman's been scratched a few games. That's why Rathbone and Pod Colson went down to the AHL, which the AHL actually has four, the Abbotsford Canucks have four, uh... Oh, home games this week, so like they're at home. Makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, they have four home games this week, so like they are nearby in case they need to be called up. And I understand the point. It was one guy has to go down to the AHL, and it was there's three forwards that are there's four forwards that are waivers exempt. It was Pod Colson, Hoaglander, Kuzmenko, and Oman. They're not going to send Oman down because he's I'm pretty sure he's the only connect. One of the only Canucks who hasn't missed a game. Um, Hoaglander, they just put him on the first line. I don't think it makes sense to send him down. And then Kuzmenko, obviously not. You're gonna, you know, obviously you're not gonna send him down after he scores the OT winner. Uh, Pod Colson, I believe he hasn't played since the Boston game, so it's been a been a hot minute. Um, Martin's numbers are not overly impressive. He does have a over point nine hundred save percentage, so that's kind of probably um, that's kind of probably it. Um, he just gets more goal support, yeah. I feel like that's a big, that's a big issue, is the Canucks got into the rhythm of, uh, not caring when Demko's in net, and caring when they have the backup in net, because they needed that goal support, especially last season, uh, when they had, like, those, that 7-4 loss, I think, against Anaheim at home. Um, that was embarrassing, but, yeah. (laughs)
Uh, yeah. It was certainly an interesting thing. We're running with a hot hand. I don't know what they're gonna do with Stillman, because obviously they found out- they found that he doesn't really work on the lineup. I could see them potentially putting Burroughs- I don't know if that would work. Potentially putting Ekman, Larson, and Myers back together and scratching Bear, but I don't want them to scratch Bear, because I really like Ethan Bear. I think he's been amazing this, you know, this campaign with the Canucks, but- like, how do you get him in? Because I think Burroughs is earned a spot. I, I'm a Kyle Burroughs fangirl. I do not care what, <laughs> what you think of me. Uh, when the Canucks, I, I just want to share a little fun fact because you know it's not fun to watch your team lose. It's also not fun to take notes on it. I um, sometimes I'll appreciate what they're doing in the background. Um, for example. Why are they playing a slow version of High Hopes but Panic at the Disco? There were not High Hopes for this game, and they're playing a remix version, but it was slow, so it, like, it's, like, stretching out Brendan Urie's, like, over-exaggerated vocals, and it's just not good. Another thing that I thought was funny, um, John Shorthouse. <laughs> was Kuznetsov trying to trip Kuzmenko? I just need them to not be on the ice at the same time. And then he messes up it later in the game, which I thought was hilarious. Because, uh, yeah, I mess up words all the time, and they don't even sound the same. Um, whereas, like, those na their nicknames are both Kuzi. When people started calling Kuzmenko Kuzi, I, as, you know, somebody who follows this other team, I was quite confused. I was like, there's gonna be two of them. There's gonna be two of them. And I understand there's another PD now because we have Lane Peterson. Pedersen? It feels so weird to say that. Um, it feels so weird. Lane. Yeah. Uh, Pod Colson got a goal. And I have an update. Yes, Pod Colson got a goal at 59-43 of the Abbotsford Connects game today. So he scored his first AHL goal. So, it was an empty netter. But he scored! To make it 6-3. So that's a, that's a fun thing. That's just want to mention that. Because, uh, yeah, it was certainly an interesting um, announcement that they were putting them down to the AHL. Uh, considering Pod Colson played great at the end of at the tail end of last year when, you know, a lot of players were injured. Um, I, yeah, he played great at the tail end of last year. Um, but then he comes into the season, keeps these other healthy scratch or, you know, makes some not great plays, um, and they send him down, uh, which, you know, understandable. They need to make big changes to defensive pairings, because clearly they didn't work for the home side. Um, I can see that. Certain forwards as well, I can see that as well, because I don't think that third line is working out. I like Sheldon Dries. I love Brock Besser. He's one of my favorites. Um... And, uh, Kuznetsov does not like us. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> didn't he, like, he was suspended against us, wasn't he? I don't remember. I don't, I, at one point, or something happened with him. Something. Anyway, uh, yeah. Love Brockmaster. Connor Garland's cool. Sheldon Dries, I like him. But... <sighs> That line just isn't working out. That line just is not working out. And that first line, I understand wanting to keep Horvat and Miller back together. 
I understand that. I understand that. They play well together. What about Pedersen and Besser together? Just a thought. What if we what if we reunited the lotto line? Might as well. Someone's gonna get traded. <laughs> Someone like who I I really don't like players leaving because it makes me sad. Um I have hockey attachment issues, maybe. Who knows? Um, like, when Kachuk left Calgary, I know he was he was talking about it to media, because the Panthers lost to Calgary, but he's talking about it to media, he's just like, yeah, it wouldn't work out long-term. Um, it was like, it's not you, it's me, or something. It, you know, breakup lines. Uh, but yeah, I cried when he left. So, and that's not even, like, my main team. Um, <laughs> this team needs to build through the draft. Team has been garbage for 10 years. What's another five? Okay, but I feel like... That's another thing. I feel like they... Then you're wasting another five years of... Elias Pedersen. You're wasting another five years of Quinn Hughes. You're wasting another five years of... Whoever stays. Uh, you can't be... You can't be, like concrete on who's a Canuck for a long period, because it just, it just seems so unrealistic at this moment to think that anyone's going to stay on this team. Unless, you know, they have, like, a no-move clause. Like, I feel like OEL, I swear to God, is gonna be, like, the only Canuck left. Um, <laughs> Besser, uh, yeah, he had some not-great moments today. I will mention, I will say that he had that one moment where, like, the puck just, like, kind of skipped by him and out of the zone, and I may have sighed. Yeah. We have Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, you're wasting five years of Ilya Mikheyev. I understand the want for a rebuild, but I feel like we've already wasted that... that opportunity. Um, yeah. Besser did not have a great night tonight. Uh, then... He did not have a great night tonight. He hasn't had a great start to the season, but... I think it's also because they put him on the frickin' third line. <laughs> like, he's always... He's always had, you know, issues with speed and everything, and, but he has that shot, and he has, like, an effort presence, and he's a bigger guy, right? But he hasn't, hasn't really been checking, and he hasn't been... doing much. <laughs> That's why he's on Power Play 2. That's why he's on Power Play 1. Uh, instead of Power Play 1, uh, Kuzmenko's taken that spot, aside from, I think, the game when... Uh, when Kuzmenko was scratched, I believe that he was on power play one then, but I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, yeah, I understand, like, he has some speed issues, but I also think that if they're gonna mess up the lines anyway, if you're gonna mess up the lines anyway, might as well put Besser and PD together, considering they've had a lot of success together. I believe there was a statistic, it was from the Vegas game, which has now been taken, it's been rescinded because, uh, Pedersen's goal turned out it was tipped in by Kuzmenko. I believe it was, like, 21-1, and one, or 22-1 and one when Besser and Pedersen both score. So what if they did that together? That would be fun. That would certainly be fun. Uh, considering, like, that lotto line was freaking cool. It's also was a cool name. Which, I mean, I love the Millennium line, which is what I'm calling it, which is, you know, Kuzmenko... Pedersen, Mikheyev. Um, it's called the Millennium Line instead of West Coast Express, if anyone, if anyone is a TransLink nerd like myself. 
funny. Um, yeah, there are big changes to come for this team. There are big changes needed for this team. I do think they can work this out. Again, we don't need to think we're blowing we're blowing up the team just because of one game. You know, we won. We put freaking Vegas, who is like second in the league now. I think second or third. I believe they're third. I think Boston's in second now because New Jersey's first, which is insane. Um, without rebuilding in the late '90s, we would never have the Sedins. Yeah, but how much success did we have, really, aside from, like, the two years we won the President's Trophy? And, yeah, we were pretty good, but, like, other than that, we didn't get it done. So, yeah. Um, what time? Oh. Alright. What are your thoughts on the game tonight? It's certainly an interesting, yeah, to determine how the changes will occur. I really want them to re-sign Horvat, but then again, it's the issue of re-signing Kuzmenko and who do you want to really stay. I believe they made a horrific mistake with signing Miller. I will say that the day I die. I do not care how much point, how many points he puts up. I do not care. He's on a nine-game point streak. We should not be paying a winger $56 million. We should not be paying him that much. Connor Bedard would be, wouldn't be bad to have. I mean, I understand. I understand that, but then again, I really do not like the Canucks look when it comes to the draft lottery. I really don't. I really do not like it. So we would be ending up in like seventh. Miller signing's horrible. Thank you. They were talking about it actually. They're talking about what Horvat's contract would be. There, because the, <laughs> I saw Canucks Central had a had a headline just like, "Is the Rupe hints uh, a compare contract a comparable?" Oh, Rupe Hintz has way better production. Horvat, yes, he stepped up last year. And yes, he's our freaking captain. So yeah, I think they should have signed him. They should have signed him before Miller. He's our freaking captain. Um, but I understand if, like, talks had stalled because... Or stalled because, you know, there's this other guy who's 99 points and they want to get him locked up long-term, blah, blah, blah. He's had 99 points one year. Yeah, he was good offensively, I guess, for you know, Tampa and New York, but were they the years when Tampa won a cup? No, they traded him before that, so obviously there's a problem there. <sighs> Miller, okay, he has a nine-game point streak. He is near the top for scoring amongst the Canucks, but then again, the Canucks haven't done much. I believe he has 11 on the season. Reportedly offered Horvat the five mil range. I could see him going for, like, six. Six or seven. Um, spread across eight years, hopefully. Uh, fire the contract guy? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I might get fired. Uh, considering the Rachel Dory situation. I honestly haven't talked about it because I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um, I'll be honest. It's certainly an interesting situation. I don't know how to address it. So I'm not, I just, we'll see how this plays out, uh, in, you know. The Canucks do not look favorable in that situation. I'll be honest, but it'll be certainly interesting. Um, Yeah. Eight million per season cap it for Miller come next season. May turn into a boat anger of contract. Don't we just love those? Don't we? Vancouver. You know, we're right next to the ocean. It makes sense that we need anchors. It makes sense. You know, we have these anchors of contracts of OEL and, and you know, the six that we, the six by sixes, or they weren't six by sixes, but you know, Erickson, Louis Erickson, my king, my king. He just scored his uh, first SHL goal the other day. 
Congrats, Louis Erickson. Yeah. Horvat. I... What are they current at for, currently at for points after this game? Let me just check this real quickly. I do think they should play Demko against the Panthers. That is my opinion. They should play him against the Panthers. If Bruce doesn't do that, I will be mad. I will be mad. How do I get the statistics on here? Oh, the stats. The stats button, that would do it. Uh, yeah, JT Miller is currently tied with Horvat for points. You don't necessarily see him. Yeah. Miller, they should have, they should have traded him with, like, the Heedle first package. That was, like, the Heedle, Lundqvist, and first package that was, like, rumored with the, uh, <laughs> with the Rangers. And I'm like, okay, as somebody who also watches the Rangers, like, that would have been insane to watch Philip Heedle, like, on our team. Even though I love the kid line for the Rangers, but, like, come on. Um, and they traded Lundqvist anyway in the first, you know. I feel like they should have done that for Miller. Miller's plus- Oh, I did not look at the plus one. Oh, shit. And he has 19 penalty minutes. Oh, my God. That is terrible. That is terrible. Kuzmenko has zero penalty minutes. We love a humble king. But, yeah. So. <laughs> oh. OEL has a goal and Quinn doesn't. That's funny. Um, yeah. So, Pedersen obviously tops the Canucks in points. 27. Uh, Bo Horvat and JT Miller are both tied for 24. Larkin's a UFA this season? They haven't re-signed him? Why do teams suck at re-signing their captains? Larkin's a UFA? I didn't know that. Um, I don't pay attention to the Red Wings there across. They're too far. They're too far. There's a big lake. Too many big lakes. Uh, yeah, Bowen, JT. You think that JT's not producing, but that's because he has so many other faults. Um... Uh, and also, Horvat has 17 goals, whereas JT has 11. Same amount as Kuzmenko and Pedersen, um, but also he has 13 assists. So, yeah, he's only behind um, Pedersen and Quinn, I believe, for assists. Yes, that is true. Brock has 11 assists. That's interesting. Um... Yeah, but JT Miller is a minus 7. Which is not great. Oh, Luke Shen went up to a plus 10. So, that's wonderful. Uh, oh my god. Pedersen, with being on ice for four of the goals tonight. All four of the main goals, aside from the empty net. I'm not I'm sure about that. Um, he's still a plus five. Have these been updated? I will check. Yeah, it's been updated. So, he's still a plus five. So, that's kind of insane. Iserman and Ruysan Larkin, yeah. That's why I was surprised. I was like, Iserman, you're letting this happen? Steve? Steve, are you okay? Oh, Luke Shen's our best contract. Yeah, I love Luke Shen. Luke Shen is easily one of my favorite Canucks. They talked about him on the broadcast as, like, a glue guy. He's the best. And then Kuzmenko's, like, a glitter glue guy. You know? Like, shiny. Talks. According to Thatcher Demko, he talks a lot. So, you know. There's that. Uh, who leads the team in penalty minutes? Oh, who hasn't taken a penalty minute so far? It's Kuzmenko, Rathbone, and Pullman. Pullman has played three games. Rathbone has played six. He is currently in the AHL. Pullman's currently on... I don't know if it's LTIR or IR, but he's on one of those. One of the eyes. One of the eyes. Every other player has taken at least a minor. 
Brock season is weird. It's certainly an interesting cause, situation because he did... He came in injured after recovering from injury and then, like, the stitch opens up or something and he returns on the road trip, uh, which the Canucks did not do that well on that road trip. But they did... Okay, you know what I understand? How is Luke Shen a plus 10 and his defensive partner is a minus 2? In this economy? <laughs> In this economy? Anyway, yeah. So, JT Miller maybe has been less noticeable because he hasn't been scoring as much as Horvat, but they have the same points total. Uh, but also, you know, back check. Like, that one, that one John Tortorella interview that's been going around, I'm just gonna pull down the mic. This one doesn't actually work, I think. Well, it works, but usually I have my actual mic here. I just pet it. I'm so sorry, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, just like that John Tortorella interview where he's just like, oh yeah, what do, what do you need to do? Forecheck. And he's just, like, that's his only answer is forecheck. It's like, we haven't done it. JT Miller, back check. He doesn't do it. I don't think he knows what it is. Uh, yeah. It's like, I'd love to, I'd love to make a PowerPoint presentation, because I'm good at making PowerPoint presentations. I got a 10 out of 10 on one I did yesterday. That was yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Gonna end the stream quickly, because it's been kind of an interesting night. Does anybody else have anything to add? Refing good luck getting no penalties. Yeah, true. It's either been so much or so little. Uh, that interview, this team sucks. We like, John Dorella, I don't like what he did when he was in Vancouver, but he is so iconic. I don't think, I don't like exactly what he does with teams, but he's so hilarious. He called, didn't he call Morgan Frost a toilet seat the other day? How do you get away with that? How do you, how do you sleep at night calling your... Oh, God. Let's start the cameraman in goal because he led in zero goals at home last time. Connor, I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. I like the <laughs> Let's start. Luongo's probably going to be in the building. They're honoring hello, camera. My camera just went severely out of focus and it's not going to... Hello? Okay, I'm alive. Um, John is hilarious and I love that they have to they had to fix a wall in Rogers Arena to make sure that that wouldn't happen again. He's hilarious except for when Austin Matthews supposed to know. It's Quinn Hughes. <laughs> it's Quinn Hughes. I, I I don't have a Matthews poster. Um Totorell is a great coach when he's not your coach. That is very true. That's very true. Yeah, I don't have a Matthews post. I have a Matthews like road sign thing. Yeah. Totorell is one of those iconic coaches, but I still, you know, that Winter Classic, I don't like it. Daryl Sutter, also iconic. He's iconic. You know, W's. Like, that's just him and his farm. I saw... Audie said something about... From Game Over Calgary. Said, uh... <laughs> said, I'll offer one gently used Milan Lucic. Honestly, I'd love to get Milan Lucic on the hometown scene. I know, you know, he won the cup against us. But he's my countryman, so gotta love him. Uh, the Kraken game ended 9-8? The Kraken game ended 9-8? In overtime? Huggy Bear? Oh, he's a, he's a sloth. That's a sloth. His name's Sid. Not a, 
Maybe after Sidney Crosby. Did you do the iconic yell? No, I did not. Which is shooting right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's flipped. Um. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh. Oh, I closed the chat. Oh no. Highest scoring game in the NHL so far. That's an insane. God, I feel so bad for those goalies. But yeah, the Canucks had a weird, way less eventful game. They still look tired from San Jose. Like, what did you do with... Like, did you raid the Roxy? Are they even open on Mondays? Anyway. It, it was snowing, too. What have you been doing? It looked like a bear. I understand. There is a few bears on that bed somewhere. There's a Carlton. Actually, there's a Leafs mascot on there. Um, That's how I'm gonna end it tonight. Um, I got it in Toronto, that's why. Anyway. Yeah, so it's been fun. It's been real. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe down below to STPN Sports. Uh like us at STPN Sports on Twitter. Um I'm at Real Kaime on Twitter. Ivan Kaime. Game over Vancouver and game over they lost. Of course they did. It was me hosting. Ah! Anyway. Alright, it's been a fun night. Uh feels bad for Kraken and Kings fans, but yeah. Wow. Um, Washington, I guess, is ahead of us in stats. All right. Good night, everyone. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.